Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Potty Shop. He's the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here's your host, Ben Dieter. Thank you for joining us. You can find us anywhere you consume your podcasts on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. Be sure to tell your friends and neighbors about us and subscribe on your favorite platform. It helps us to get more people listening to the podcast. All right, Spring Training 2.0 is underway. In a little bit, we'll talk with Chris Halleck, Rangers beat writer from Inside the Rangers on the Sports Illustrated Network, about what he expects in the crazy baseball world of 2020. Workout started on Friday, and I have to say, I'm pretty stoked about covering stuff actually happening on the field instead of talking about what's going on in negotiations. Training is taking place in Arlington, not Arizona. The Rangers have 60 players to turn into 30 by July the 24th, then down to 26 by the end of August. Now, evaluating is a tough job under any circumstances, But I can imagine this one is going to be particularly difficult for Woody and his team of coaches. While we love to be serious and talk about the ins and outs of baseball, we also enjoy highlighting some things that are maybe not of the most serious of matters. I read a piece the other day sent to me by a friend and former podcast partner on the Hague Sports Podcast that suggests the Rangers should change their name And I'm not going to say why, because I try to steer clear of uh, political debates on this podcast. But it got me thinking about appropriate names for the club if it were not the Rangers. After some more thinking, probably way more thinking than I've done in months, by the way, I thought to myself, what could be better than a top 10 list of names that the Rangers could change to? How about a top 10 list of names that you shouldn't name the Rangers to? I know brilliant. We'll go over that sweet list later on the broadcast. Uh, Some quick programming notes here in the intro. I would like to thank my patrons for their generosity. Thanks to them. Coming up pretty soon, the podcast should sound a whole lot better for as far as my audio quality. I mean, come on, it'll still be me talking. Patrons helped me purchase a new mic setup to use on the podcast. It really is appreciated that someone gave some of their hard-earned time to help advance the Ranger Report podcast and make us the best quality that we can be and make us sound just a bit more professional, at least audio-wise. I'm striving to be the best I can be at this, at both writing on the website, and patrons are a big part of that. I promise I won't beg for money every week, but if you don't mind going and having a look at our Patreon page and check out some of the rewards that are offered... On some of the tiers. We have all kinds of coolness going on for our patrons who can support 
Very little to very lot to a whole lot, you know. Uh, we'll take whatever you can give. Thanks in advance for checking it out. And hey, speaking of free stuff, we're about to start our very first summer giveaway. To be entered for this giveaway, what you need to do is subscribe to the podcast on one of the platforms that we're available on. Then tweet, I just subscribed to the Ranger Report podcast on, and I'm going to use iTunes as an example, and tweet that at the Ranger Report. That's me. Tweet that at the Ranger Report. Depending on how many entries we get, we'll be giving away at least three prizes, maybe more. I have to talk to our uh, financial person to be sure of what I am allowed to give away. The contest begins today, and it runs through the month of July. The phrase you need to tweet is also listed in the description of this episode, and I'll also tweet it out. Alright, well enough about me and this podcast. Coming up after a short break, we'll talk with Chris Halleck from Inside the Rangers about the upcoming season. Don't go anywhere. You have found the Ranger Report Podcast. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, so if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. All right, we're joined by Chris Halleck from Inside the Rangers. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. All right, let's start off with a question that everybody wants to know. You just tweeted about it a little while ago. By the way, we're recording this on Sunday. Ronald Guzman and uh, Joey Gallo, what's going on? Um, your guess is as good as mine, <laughs> honestly. Um, listen, the, the team cannot be too forthright with a lot of information right now. There's obviously hip violations of different things that teams cannot disclose um, until, I, I guess, all the protocols of the intake testing are fulfilled. And obviously something is taking a little bit longer with Gallo and Guzman. I don't know exactly what it is. I think <clears throat> that they're both in a different uh, place of the testing just because Guzman is allowed to be at the facility, but he is uh, not allowed to participate. And no mention of Gallo being able to be at the facility. I'm not saying he can't. There was just no mention of it. So everything at this beginning part is going to be vague. I, you know, it's just because this is a whole new situation. So um, 
it's definitely enough to grab your attention, but let's not, I, I tend to be an optimist, so I'm not going to throw, throw everything out and just say, oh, they both got Corona. We don't know that um, until uh, either they give permission to announce it or they announce it themselves or if they even are positive, there's just, there's no way to know right now. Uh, the only thing that we can go on is what, just kind of gather what evidence we have and then just kind of make our own, um, our own answer to it. And that's pretty much what it's at right yeah, now. I know several more showed up yesterday. So I know let's, let's get to your topic. I know crazy enough, you guys are having to cover from afar. How different is that? And how difficult has that been for you guys to cover from the press box? Well, I, I need to find my binoculars. Um, that's for sure. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's really not, it's not terrible. Uh, by the way, my voice is cracking because 4th of July was last night and yelling at my kids and everything. So, um, <clears throat> no, but, um, I, it's not terrible. Um, but it's also, uh, definitely different. Um, the coaches are getting a different perspective too, because they're setting up behind home plate, watching these, you know, live, um, you know, live batting practices or simulated games. And, and today, you know, I'm on my way to the ballpark right now. Today, they're going to be doing a full simulated game, I think six innings. So uh, definitely going to be a little bit different uh, and kind of see how things are going. But from our perspective, it's definitely different for sure. But it's not it's not terrible. Uh, they have the, the cam set up like the normal um, broadcast camera angle from behind the mound. Uh, they have that on the monitor so we can at least get a, a closer look at you know, anything that we want to look at, whether it be, you know, like yesterday we watched minor and Kluber. So if it's, if we want to watch their delivery or watch out the shape of their pitches or anything like that, you know, we have those monitors to watch too. So it's not, it's not terrible, um, but it's definitely, definitely different and a little bit different right. to uh, adjust, adjust to. Yeah, I bet. All right. So you guys have seen some people go already. I know it's only Sunday right now, but who impressed you? I mean, I know Kluber, Miner, a few of them pitched really well. Has anyone, do you like, can you see their uh, progress and that they worked during the uh, off time? Uh, Jonathan Hernandez was very impressive on Friday. Um, just from watching from afar, I didn't even watch him on the monitor, but even watching from afar, the ball was exploding out of his hands uh, or out of his hand. Uh, the, uh, I mean, he struck out all four batters he oh, faced. Wow. Um, so uh, he, it just, everything looked great. And then when we talked to Woodward uh, afterward, uh, he was just as, just as praiseworthy. I mean, he was louding all kinds of praise at Ed Hernandez. Um, so that one, and that's a good sign, obviously with Brett Martin testing positive for COVID, uh, that's a, that's a arm that was pretty much a near lock for the bullpen. So that opens up a spot, at least at the beginning, because very good chance Brett Martin's not ready for the, t- for the start of the season. Um, so I, I would say Hernandez's chances just went up, uh, because of Martin not being there and then add in the fact that he was very good in his first outing. So, um, and he's a really creative or versatile guy that they can be creative with. Uh, he can go one inning, uh, and, and really just let it all fly for one inning or he can pace himself and pitch multiple innings, two, three, four innings. So, uh, definitely a, a versatile guy to have out of the bullpen and he's got nasty stuff and it, it that, that stuff showed on Friday. So I'd say that. And then Leody Tavares coming in first at bat of the, you know, uh, of his day and 
taking a cutter on the inside part of the plate or maybe even just off the plate and pulling it down the line and keeping it fair and putting it five rows deep uh, in the right field seats. That was impressive to me. Um, everybody's, when it comes to Tavares, it's like, where's he at with his bat? Well, everything that we're seeing right now, even in spring training, it's a small sample size. Um, but we, <laughs> there's reason for optimism because he looked good in spring training. He looked good yesterday. We'll continue to see what happens. I don't think he gets in the major leagues, but this year, uh, unless circumstances dictate it, but still a good sign for one of the top prospects in the organization. So. All right. I, I talked about this last week, but I wanted to ask you, how long of a leash do you think Rugnan Odor will have after the way he was so not, I mean, offensively not good last season? Um, it, it, it's it's kind of, it's an interesting situation because Chris Woodward is, he's mentioned both that, players are going to have I mean just naturally because of what a 60 game season dictates um, there is going to be shorter leases leashes shorter leashes for guys who are really really struggling however he still is really preaching the whole process over results mantra yeah. um, if, if Odor is doing everything right if he's having good at bats if he's hitting the ball hard, if he's not swinging at bad pitches like he normally does whenever he's the worst worst version of yeah. himself, if he's doing everything right, he's not going to take him out. Even if he's gone one for seventeen over the you know a yeah. few games, if he's doing everything right, if those sixteen outs were you know if eight of them were hard hit line drives and then a couple of other ones were just you got a bad call on strike three or whatever. Uh, He's not going to yank him. It's just the way, you know, he, Woodward believes, hey, you're going to, if you're going to do things right, I'm going to keep you in there. Now, if Odor starts getting like he normally gets when he's really, really bad, then yeah, he's probably going to get yanked. Um, and Woodward is going to be looking for any way to get Nick Solak's bat in the lineup. And second base is obviously a position he can play. Um, so that's another option as well. Um, I don't, listen, I think the 60 game season could really benefit a guy like Renan Odor. Uh, first off, he's used to playing winter ball, and winter ball is around the same length, you know, 50, 60 games. Um, so he's played it before. That It's going to be familiar to that. Um, and I think not having to worry about sustaining success for 162 games is a, a bit of the weight off the shoulders and, and a, a little bit of a weight off mentally. So if he knows he can just go hard and play really good baseball for only 60 games, I think that's going to benefit him a lot. So um, you, you – you know, if he starts doing things bad, I, I think you could see him yanked. But if he goes 0 for 4 one day and then 1 for 5 the next day, the people are going to be, you know, calling to have him pulled out of games. And if he's doing, if he's doing, if he's doing everything right, it's just not going to happen. Okay. All right. Um, do the Rangers have, in your opinion, do you think they might have the best or close to the best rotation in the West this year if all their starters stay healthy? In the West, I think one through five, they do have the best rotation. I think the top of the Oakland rotation might be a little bit better with the Verlander, yeah. Granke, uh, and then McCullers coming back, depending on how he looks. Um, I really like Oakland's rotation. I actually think Oakland's rotation is probably better than Houston's one through five as well. Um, but I think – I definitely think in terms of overall ceiling – 
uh, the Rangers definitely have the best rotation because if you do get, if everything goes right and you do get the best Corey Kluber and you get the best Lance Lynn and Mike Miner and Kyle Gibson is able to eat innings and, and, you know, give quality starts after quality starts. Jordan Lyles is more, uh, you know, if he's closer to the consistent version of himself that he was in Milwaukee last year, then yeah, this is a really, really good rotation. Really, really good rotation. However, how often do things go? Every, you know, does everything exactly. go right? That doesn't. That doesn't always happen. So, um, I think if you get eighty percent of what Corey Kluber was, you know, whenever he was the Klubot and winning, you know, two Cy Young awards, if you get 85 percent of that, then that's that's a success to me. If you get Minor Lynn able to repeat what they did in nineteen, just those three doing. If they, if those three can succeed. I think this rotation is going to really pay off because I honestly really like Kyle Gibson. I think he's going to end up being a really, really good, good pickup. Um, I, I like his stuff. His slider is disgusting. Uh, I, I really, really love the movement on his pitches. Uh, I think he can really end up being one of the most overlooked signings over the winter. Unfortunately, we've just been waiting a long time to actually see him get on the mound in a regular season game, but I think overall, one through five, yeah, this is the best rotation in the West. All right. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time. I appreciate it. If I could have you on again right before the season starts, we'll talk about how we think the Rangers are going to do. No, absolutely. Uh, It's going to be interesting, you know, to see how the next three weeks go and uh, see, and because, you know, it's a 60-game season, so the Rangers' chances for making the the playoffs just went up drastically. Uh, So, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to talk about. and uh, I don't mind talking baseball, uh, especially on my, on my way to the ballpark. It's uh, it's uh, easy to do, fun to do, and uh, I, I don't mind at all. Thanks again to Chris Halleck for joining us on the podcast. Uh, enjoyed talking to him. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to that. All right, let's move in to our top 10. Top 10. All right, last week we did somewhat of a serious top 10, talking about the top 10 things the Rangers need to do to be successful in 2020. I thought this week, with uh, some things going around, let me set the groundwork for this here for you guys. Um going around was the fact that someone wrote an article in the New York Post, I believe is where I read it, that the Rangers should change their name because it's offensive because of the Texas Rangers police organization that the name is based on, that it is a segregated organization, a racist organization. Well, I'm not going to get into the politics of all that today or probably ever on this podcast because I want to keep all my listeners. But anyway, um, what I thought I'd dig into today is If the Rangers ever did change their name, here are the top 10 things that the Rangers most definitely should not change their name to. Okay, I thought we'd we'd have a little fun this week. We'd uh, look at it a little bit humorously, so hopefully that's what we're going to do. Hopefully you'll get a chuckle out of this uh, like I did when I was writing them down. So, okay, here we go. The top 10 things not to name the Texas Rangers. Number 10. All right, number 10. Since we have a lot of farming in Texas, I figured we could call not call them the Texas Ranchers, right? Very close. Maybe it'd be easier to change things around, but no, that would not be a good name. Texas Ranchers, a uh, little side note. I wrote a short story a long time ago, and if you join my Patreon, that short story is being posted on there two chapters at a time. 
And uh, the name of the team on my short story is actually the Texas Ranchers. So I'll uh, I'll let you know that this one I came up with a long time ago. Uh, Texas Ranchers, number 10 thing that they should not change their name to. Number nine. All right, for number nine, I tried to keep these Texas-specific, right? Because, well, we're in Texas, and they're called the Texas something, right? So I thought, how about not naming them the Texas Armadillos? There's just something about that that doesn't sound tough or doesn't sound like a baseball team, even though armadillos do roll into a ball, which, you know, maybe you could uh, have the balls in Texas colored differently so they look like an armadillo rolled up like a little pill bug. Maybe people would really enjoy that, but in my opinion, that should, is the uh, the number nine name that the Rangers probably shouldn't change their name to. I just don't know. The Texas Armadillos just doesn't have a really nice ring for a professional baseball team in my mind. Number eight. Okay, sticking with the Texas theme, the number eight name I came up with that the Rangers should definitely not change their name to is the Texas Mockingbirds. Although, you could have a lot of fun always insulting other teams that you're playing against if you were called the Mockingbirds. You know, maybe uh, you could start banging trash can lids when you're playing Houston, I don't know, something like that, you know, to, uh, ooh, burn, I know. Anyway, you know, uh, as Mockingbirds, because Mockingbirds always imitate what other birds and people around them do, so I just, uh, I think that would not be the greatest name for a professional baseball team. I mean, can you see the Texas Mockingbirds? I just don't see, uh, don't really see that working. Number seven. All right. Number seven, continuing on with the Texas theme. The Texas flower is the blue bonnet, right? So what about the Texas blue bonnet? You can have a nice little flower on the jersey, a little flower on the hat. You know, maybe uh, people can have their batting gloves with little flowers on them. You know, it it doesn't seem like the most uh, manly, sportly thing that you could do to name a team the blue bonnets. Plus, it will probably offend people that like flowers of other colors, and we don't want to offend anybody in uh, 2020 because... There are plenty of people offending and plenty of uh, viruses offending, and, you know, we want to stay away from that, so blue bonnets is probably a bad idea. Number six. All right, number six, it's never a good idea to steal a name from another organization, right? Well, many many of you probably know that there is a professional soccer team in the Dallas-Fort Worth area called the Dallas FC, which is the football club, right? So I was thinking, why wouldn't we name the Rangers the Texas Baseball Club? Yeah, no, I don't think that's a good idea. That is my number six name that would not be a good idea. Baseball Club, you know, just uh, the ring is not quite the same as it is for soccer. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think the Dallas Football Club is a terrible name. I know that's pretty popular in the soccer world to name yourself something like that. But I I don't know, in my opinion, I don't think uh, I would want baseball to be copying soccer in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Number five. And speaking of that, to be less offensive and help people understand where the Rangers are located now, you know, since they're moving to Globe Life Field and it's such a long way from Globe Life Park, we want to make sure that people can find the new field and uh, and get there, you know, to watch some great games whenever we're actually allowed to go back and watch games again. So my number five was the uh, Texas Cowboys Neighbors. I don't know, it just doesn't sound, you know, it doesn't have a nice ring to it. The Cowboy, range, the cowboy Neighbors probably not the best idea that they could come up with if they were going to rename their team. Number four. And speaking of that, the number four one again is uh, going to help. But, you know, I was thinking maybe the Texas Arlingtons, but I like the Dallas area team better. So my number four is the Texas Dallas area team. 
again, you know, something that can help people locate them. You know, they know, well, they're in the Dallas area, right? That doesn't really narrow it down, but then they can see that one of the name suggestions was the Cowboys neighbor, and they'll be able to find exactly where the Texas-Dallas team is uh, located. Uh, I think that would really help people to be able to find it. Number three. So my number three, why not... I mean, everything else is named after this company, so why not be the Texas Globe Life Insurances? I mean, come on, the Globe Life Insurances? Who wouldn't want to have the Globe Life logo on their hat and jersey and glove and cleats and all over? Well, okay, it's already all over the stadium, but who wouldn't want to be called the Globe Life Insurances? I mean, if Globe Life decided to sponsor this podcast, I would call it the Globe Life Insurance Podcast instead of the Ranger Report Podcast. You give me enough money, I'll call it whatever you want me to call it. I mean, seriously. But no, uh, the the number three name they should not name their team is the Texas Globe Life Insurances. Number two. All right, this one is based on a song that is sung in Ranger Stadium every home game. You probably already know the song I'm talking about. The Rangers should not name their team the Texas Deep in the Heart Ofs. Let me say that again. The Texas Deep in the Heart Ofs. Yeah, I, I don't think that would be a real good idea. I don't think that would catch on very well. Plus, you know, for marketing purposes, that would be really hard to uh, to market. You know, I, I don't see a lot of shirts and hats selling with the Texas Deep in the Heart Ofs as the name of the team. But I could be wrong. You know, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Maybe that's a great idea. Um, but I, for, for me, I don't think that is a fantastic idea. Okay. And the number one thing. Number one. Thank you. The number one thing that the Rangers shouldn't name their team is the Texas We Didn't Cheat to Wins. Yes, yes, We Didn't Cheat to Wins. That may be a reference to the 2017 Astros, possibly. I'm not sure, but it might be, you know, naming their team the Texas We Didn't Cheat to Wins. And, of course, the uh, fans of the other team I might be referring to will come back and say, Well, you haven't won a World Series. Well, no, because apparently um, you guys didn't either without your cheating. So that's all I have to say on that. I have lots of Houston Astros friends, um, and I don't want to make them really angry again because, you know, in this day and age, you really don't want to offend anybody because that is a very bad thing. And uh, you can lose friends and alienate people by uh, by saying pretty much anything nowadays. So, um, all right, this was uh, <laughs> this was this week's top ten. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to it. As much as I enjoyed coming up with it, I would love uh, your help doing a top 10. If you guys would give me some suggestions of what you'd like me to cover on uh, one of our top 10 lifts. Did I say lifts? One of our top 10 lists. See, I am a professional talker, guys. You can really tell by listening to this podcast. One of our lists, we would love you to do that. And if you're interested in co-hosting the podcast sometime, uh, email me, ben at therangerreport.com or shoot a uh, tweet at me at the ranger report or a facebook ranger report the ranger report on facebook okay this week in rangers history let's look at this week in texas rangers history july 7th of 1991 nolan ryan missed his eighth no hitter when california's dave winfield singled in the eighth inning his seven nothing win however put texas in first place at the all-star break there in 1991 and July 10th, going all the way back to 1982, Rangers slugger Larry Parrish hit his third Grand Slam of the week in a 6-5 win over the Tigers, tying the Major League record set by Detroit's Jim North Cup in 1968. Parrish also hit a Grand Slam 
July 4th against Oakland and July 7th against the Boston Red Sox. So that's pretty impressive right there, guys. Three Grand Slams in a week. Uh, that doesn't get duplicated very often at all. So uh, that was, you know, this week in Rangers history. And once again, looking for sponsors for these segments and looking for you to uh, send me some of your favorite things that happened during these weeks in Rangers history so that I can get them on the air on this podcast. Uh, that wraps up the podcast for Monday, July 6th. Thanks for Chris Halleck for joining us, and you should definitely check out InsideTheRangers.com on the Sports Illustrated Network and uh, look at Chris Halleck at Twitter or Inside the Rangers on Twitter to uh, follow him. He is a good follow. He talks about baseball as well as a lot of other things, and I'd like to thank him once again for joining us on this podcast. Uh, next Monday, we will look at back at the week of spring training, and we will start hopefully looking at some of the Rangers' division rivals, because that's who they will be playing for the majority of the season. So we're going to start breaking them down, seeing what they look like, hopefully have a, uh, a writer or two from the California area, and we'll try to do the Angels and the Oakland, Oakland Athletics next week if we can get all that into one podcast. Um, of course, you can always find us on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, so look us up, The Ranger Report. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a great week, and uh, if anything breaks during the week, we'll jump in with an extra podcast. But if not, we will talk to you guys again next Monday. Thanks for listening to The Ranger Report Podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.